Well, it's been a while out there. It's your boy Jared back with Blue Mafia, baby. We got a new episode. It's been a while. We had a bye week. We had a little bit of a sickness. No COVID here, but had to take a little break from the podcast, a little break from the uh, blog. I was out I was out of work for two days, unfortunately. But we're back. Game week. We had to do it. Forgive me if my voice sounds a little shitty. I'm gonna do a quick episode here, but you know we're here. Bills Lovers Everywhere United. It's a rainy, drizzly Saturday morning in Elmwood Village. We got college game day playing just for a little inspiration to the left. I'm sporting the uh throwback fictional Josh Allen Halloween Braves jersey Buffalo Braves so what do we got here it's been a long layover here at Blue Mafia and gonna be honest I was a little disappointed last week I had a long bye week to think about uh, a lot of things we're not gonna get negative but we're gonna be realistic today we're gonna talk about a few things that I'm seeing, that I'm not totally excited about, but we're going to talk, obviously, about some things that we are excited about. And the Bills clearly have somewhat of a candy schedule in the next four weeks, but the next four weeks after that are a little bit scary, and things could get a little bit dicey for the Bills. So we're going to slice you and dice you here, and obviously, we're going to end with the top five implications, quarterback matchups around the NFL. So let's get right into it. So, like I said, pretty ugly showing for the Bills two weeks ago in Tennessee on primetime. A lot of people sort of writing it off. A lot of people had fun in Nashville. Everyone had, at least everyone had a good time. At least everyone had a good time in Nashville. But the Bills did not. Despite some of the best efforts from Josh in the offense, we saw somewhat of a strange ending. The famous QB sneak in Tennessee. I'm still undecided on if that was Josh's call. I obviously don't have access to the players at this juncture. But it almost looked as if he goosed that one on his own. And I just think, got to go over the top there. Got to do the jump man, Josh Allen jump man. He can get over the top. Enough with the sneaks. I know that it says that he gets them all the time, but going to have to go to something else there. Clearly the defense shifted into the gaps. And as I put on Twitter, it's been a while, but I still don't understand why he decided to goose that way and not goose to the right it's just a numbers game but hey you know the kid's gonna come back fiery and you know he's gonna come back with a vengeance and now that I've gotten that off my chest I have all the faith in the world that 17 and the offense are gonna get things right especially in the next four games I just really was looking forward to having taken that uh I guess that trophy put it on the wall, you know, that Derrick Henry skull could have went up on the wall here in Buffalo, but still don't have that one. 
As far as the next four games, we have the Dolphins, Jaguars, Jets, and Colts. And if you look back at my season preview article at uh, Blue Mafia, I had us 4-2 and two coming in here. I did have us losing to the football team, Washington, not the Steelers, but I did have us losing in an ugly one uh, versus the Titans. Not surprising, you know. They're tough. As I stated in the preseason, I think the Titans, they're the one that we are going to have trouble with. And a lot of teams are going to have trouble with, obviously. But Jalen Waddle comes in with the Dolphins. I have him on the fantasy team. Money League, I'm 3-3. Three and three. OG League, uh, no, it might be 3-4. and four. I think I'm three and four. I'm just sitting outside of the playoffs after last week's loss. Had a couple bad bye weeks. I'll be all right in the money league, though. I've got a decent team. Chubb coming back. But in the uh, Olive Garden League, I'm definitely probably top three rosters. Uh, doing pretty good there. But, man, Kramer. Kramer's got a hell of a team this year in the OG League, I tell you. I tell you what. So, I do have Waddle in the OG League, though. And he's a football player, man. I like that kid. Uh, he took a big, big hit last week. Weird fall. Someone fell on the back of his leg. And he still was able to get up and come back. Excuse me. Uh, I did receive a COVID test. Negative. But I've got seasonal so that's great so sorry again for the nasally voice hopefully we'll be up and at him by the next episode so dolphins they're gonna be uh they're gonna be tested obviously their defense brian flores prides himself on defense 207 points against that's the most in the afc east jaguars 172 Jets 175, Colts 149. Those are some of the highest numbers points against in the league. So it's going to be a lot of easy candy taking for Josh and the boys in the next four weeks. But can the Bills win ugly? We know this team is a beautiful thing to watch. They're sexy. They're skinny. They can get tough. They can walk the walk. They can talk the talk. They've got all different brands of personalities on the offense. Defense, covered in talent, young. Milano, Edmonds, White, Poyer, Hyde. It's a great-looking team. But can we win ugly? That's something that I'm starting to get a little bit worried about. Because there's this thing that happens with really, really, really good teams. Sometimes they hit a point where they can't win ugly. What do I mean? I'm sure you know exactly what I mean, some of you, but some of you maybe you don't. Maybe you're thinking, what is this nasally idiot thinking? The team is obviously superior to most of these next four opponents, but I think we're going to find out what type of character and toughness this team really has. They really haven't won anything yet. We have a AFC championship that we lost ugly 
on the road. We have a playoff loss to uh, Deshaun Watson where we had an ugly ending to that. As much as I do love some of the really sexy wins that the Bills have had since Josh Allen has stepped up as the leader and frontman of the band, the reality is some of these shows have turned into mosh pits. And some of them we've come out somehow on top. But a lot of these victories that we have come out on top in the ugly ones have come to bad teams. How many of them have we come out on top in an ugly game to a good team? Probably that Cowboys won on Thanksgiving. They were decent. Chiefs game, obviously, we're finding out who they really are right now. Poor Patrick Mahomes seems like he's really in the doghouse with his current life situation. Patrick Mahomes' life is like a bedazzled. If you've seen the movie Bedazzled with Brendan Fraser, where he keeps making wishes with Elizabeth Hurley, who is the devil, and he keeps getting his wish, but then the devil makes him kind of have like a negative experience. That's Patrick Mahomes right now. He sold his soul joking but he got that 600 million dollar contract and now he's got the tiktok brother and the psycho girl and they're like besties which is uh you've seen the videos you can go look at him he's he's in the background of these tiktok videos just looking like the most unhappy guy at the party but we found out who the chiefs were they're not exactly who they have been can the Bills win ugly? We're going to find out. They'll probably tra- like trample over these these next four teams, but I, I have to point to the fact that every NFL team, this is episode 13, don't want to get unlucky here, but every NFL team, be careful with my words, every team, every sport ever is two to three injuries away from being a complete house of cards. So enjoy this, Bills fans, because every team is always just a few injuries away from being a house of cards. And this next four games, lastly, as we wrap the Bills segment and head into the implication top five quarterback matchups of the week, Every one of these next four games is going to be important for the Bills to come together as a unit, establish their dominance, even though they don't have that Derrick Henry head on the wall. That's going to eat at this team because they're probably going to see him again and they're probably going to want them again. But I don't know if they should want them again. Hopefully someone could do some dirty work for us. But again, the Titans, like every team, everywhere, few injuries away. And Derrick Henry taking a lot of abuse. Even though he's big and strong, eventually physics takes its toll on a human. That is, if he's human. These next four games are still going to be important, though, because it's going to that confidence factor will need to be there. But how confident can a team be when they know that they don't have that crucial victory on their belt? Be careful of egotistical uh, ramp up sort of sports bipolar ego. You know, it's going to be easy to start talking Super Bowl when you're just trolloping teams. But 
we better have our shit together for that Colts game because that team could be trying to push for a playoff ga- uh, t- game by then. And also, after that, we have the Saints on Thanksgiving in the Superdome, which is just going to be a tough game no matter what. Patriots, which are going to be coming together at that time, probably p- pushing us for a potential playoff spot. Tom Brady Bucks. And then the Patriots again. That's a f- tough four-game slate. Saints, Patriots, Bucks, Patriots. Late in the season, and then we have a couple Falcons and the Jets again at the end. But we better have our our stuff together by the Colts game. Saints, Pats, Bucks, Saints. Sorry, Saints, Pats, Bucks, Pats going to be scary so it's going to be a lot of easy candy but then we've got a scary foursome so keep it right keep it tight we're going to switch it over in about uh, 30 seconds here to the top five quarterback matchups thanks for listening sorry about my voice stay healthy out there take your vitamin c thanks for listening So we got a couple of weird, ugly matchups this Halloween weekend around the NFL. Outside of Tua versus Josh, which will be fun, which I do feel is going to get a little bit ugly. Out here in ugly western New York, this is where the weather in western New York really starts playing a factor because it's the mix of the wind and the moisture and the cold. The ball gets slick. The hits get stingy. It stings the nostrils. Just want to do a quick shout out. If you didn't watch Pat McAfee's Halloween special yesterday, go watch it. It was one of the funniest things I've watched in a long time. So, (coughs) who do we got here? First one, I got Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy G, the pretty boy. Versus Justin Fields. San Fran versus Chi-Town. Two storied franchises with two guru offensive coordinators. Both of them not doing enough. I think... uh, Matt Nagy has COVID. I don't know if he's coaching right now. They're probably letting him hang on survive until they fire him but this is one where I think a couple quarterbacks here Jimmy G someone who I've I've learned to respect a little bit over the years and I don't think he's that good but I respect him because he continues to show up and despite the fact that he does manage to find a lot of injuries to sit out for He's kind of like a little bit fearless. He's kind of like one of those old-fashioned pocket passers who couldn't run at all but would have to stick in there. Trent Dilfer talks about this a lot back in the day. Quarterbacks would just have to stick in there and get hit like 16 times a game no matter what, even if they got the ball off. 
I got a little respect for Jimmy G. He's hanging tough in there. His coach, Shanahan Jr., with his hats. He's got a tough run here. He might end up... uh, He should probably go down to college. Think about it. He's young still. Go make some bank. Already reached the Super Bowl. Go make some bank. Come back in a couple years. Take a break. But Jimmy G, Trey Lance, obviously we know a lot of drama there. We might see Lance in this one. Lance versus Fields. Maybe we'll see a little Dalton. Maybe we'll see a little Jimmy G versus Dalton here. We've got the aging vets versus the young spring chickens. But Jimmy G tag team with Trey Lance versus Justin Fields and Andy Dalton and Nick Foles and a couple of offensive gurus just fighting for their lives, literally like Squid Game style. That one, it's an ugly one, but there's a lot of implications going for that that matchup there. Next one. Couple of absolute Warriors legends. Frontmen of their bands. Jameis Winston versus Tom Brady. This is the type of game that Jameis loves. This is the type of game that Jameis wins somehow. But it's going to require some plays to be made by the defense, which nobody is apparently being able to do against Tom Brady and the Bucks. Somehow no one's stripping the ball. Somehow no one's getting to Brady. Somehow nobody's getting any pressure no tips no deflections it's just like Tom Brady has this force field the Saints are the type of team that can bust that up they know his gig they play him quite a bit lately that one could get fun divisional matchup the Saints have a decent shot maybe we'll see a little more Taysom Hill Alvin Kamara is one of the best players of all time in my opinion third one big uh, implications here for Jer in the OG league I my two quarterbacks are Aaron Rodgers and Dak Prescott and I didn't play Rodgers and now Dak Prescott questionable Sunday night calf on his leg that got complete, completely twisted around he might not play, and I might not be able to play a quarterback because apparently I can't pick up more than two in that league. Unfortunate. But Dak could be taking on Kirk Cousins, the aging Bible slayer, slinger. Kirk throws prayers, and if he would just hang in the pocket for like one more second, he would be... A Hall of Famer. But Kirk Cousins has managed to carve out a decent career, and he's got a lot of weapons. And they're only 3-3, three and three, but that one's got decent implications because if Dak can't go, not even sure who their backup is right now. Shame on me. Last year it was that one uh, Danucci kid. I know Nooch is on that roster. But I think it's like Garrett Gilbert. You know, they got question marks at the backup position there. 
Cam Newton would be a good backup. The Falcons should get Cam Newton. Or the Panthers. But if Dak can go, they should win that game. But does Dak go? Big question marks there. Implications. I like that uh, Vikings team. They're pretty tough. Love Justin Jefferson. Dalvin Cook, another guy, you know, always kind of on the fence with if he's playing or not. This one's interesting. Uh, Herbie Hancock for the Chargers taking on Mac Jones coming off a bye, the Chargers, that is. Um, Herbie had sort of a questionable game last time around uh, this year versus I don't remember who, but his last showing was not great. Uh, I believe they're coming off of a bye this past week, and they've got a team in the Patriots that they got their asses kicked by last year. Mac Jones got the Patriots really vibing. The Boston crowd is really loving Mac. Bill Simmons, a lot of those Boston guys are they're just feeling like Mac Jones is a nice little prototype to continue bridging into Brady uh, kind of style of play in Boston. Can Mac go take that one down in LA? Can he does Mac travel? Does Mac go west? Can Five go west? That's going to be interesting. I just really like both teams this year. Um, Herbie is pretty good. He's pretty tough, but I, I think you can rattle Herbie, unlike Josh Allen, who even if you rattle Josh Allen, even if he makes mistakes, he's not really afraid. Where Herbie, I think you do see a little bit of a uh, little bit of uh, deer in the headlights sometimes, even though he's got a freaking rocket launcher. But Mac Jones doesn't seem to ever have that look. Even though he doesn't seem to ever throw the ball down the field, he doesn't ever seem to have that deer-in-the-headlights look. And it's going to be interesting to see how the Emperor Bill Belichick and Mac and the Patriots. I love Matt Judon. He's such a beast. If you haven't watched Patriots, Matt Judon, red sleeves. He always seems to have red sleeves on. He's a monster. He's one of my favorite defensive players. He's just always around the ball. And he brings the, he brings the noise. And then lastly, Patrick nailing the coffin, mummy Mahomes, getting wrapped up in shitty toilet paper by his wife and brother. It's getting dragged. I've said before that Curry, Steph Curry, and Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes are similar in many ways. Splashy plays, biracial, professional sports fathers, somewhat successful brothers, and weird relationships. Steph Curry and Aisha Curry have had their weirdness, and if you haven't, you know, read about Patrick Mahomes' weird wife, she's she's sort she's sort of a creature. They don't look happy. He doesn't look happy. The two that are getting to benefit from the six hundred million dollar contract look really happy, but Patrick Mahomes not happy. And Danny Dimes, on the other hand. Guy that probably shouldn't be happy. I don't think he's got a $600 million contract, but guy goes from getting a concussion at the goal line, trying to win the game for his team, to 
laying out, getting smashed in the skull on a quarterback pass catch. I like Danny Dimes. I'm going to just say it. I like Danny Dimes, and I like what he brings to the table. I hope Kadarius Tony plays because that guy, as you know, if you listen to the podcast preseason, I said he was going to be like Tyreek Hill. He's one of those flag football jackrabbits. Tyreek Hill versus Kadarius Tony. Let's go. Prime time. That's it. Thanks for listening. Sorry about my nasals. Uh, stay safe out there. Stay healthy. Get tested. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back with our articles, pregame dump coming tomorrow morning before the game and postgame wrap-up coming back. I will be back with the Hump Day Checkdown next week. I appreciate everybody listening and reading to Blue Mafia, Bills Lovers Everywhere United. Check out the tryandtimes.com if you uh you know if you ever need a uplifting, weird, spiritual outreach warriorhood. Check out the tryandtimes.com as well. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a good week. Go Bills.